0: Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all those reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us today as we cover the finale of High Society and what a long, strange, racist, homophobic trip it's been. (laughs) For real. Anti-Semitic, like the whole, we got it all.
1: We got it all. Yeah, we really did. And- Um you know, for a show that included all of those things, this episode was pretty, like, eh.
0: Yeah, it, I feel like it ended on a, a really, like, meh note. Um, We'll get into it when we're discussing the episode, but I have lots of thoughts about it. And I would like to apologize to listeners that it's not my stomach, nor have I recording this from underwater, but my washing machine is going. I thought it would be done by now, and it's not, so if you hear that in the background, that's what it is. It's probably going to sing at us
1: in a few minutes here, so... If it's any consolation, I don't hear it.
0: Oh good. Okay. As long as you don't hear it cuz it's really <laughs> yeah. fucking loud here.
1: <laughs> Although oh. sometimes oh, I don't There we go. Sometimes I don't <laughs> hear things when we're recording and then when I listen to the podcast, I hear it later. So, <laughs> never mind.
0: Well, it just sang its little song, so it's done.
1: All right, perfect. Um so some fun house cleaning research to start the episode, shall we?
0: Yeah, we shall. Um well, a lot of it stems back from um, baby back bitch, uh, who was the original one who brought to our attention that there was some stuff on Reddit about Jules Kirby. And so we did a pretty deep dive and found out, I mean, not a lot, but a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, so Frank and I were texting probably after midnight because you sent me a link to the Reddit thread, I think when I couldn't sleep and then we were sending each other screenshots back and forth. Um, <laughs> So we did discover her on Instagram. Um, she uses, she's like a food enthusiast now and a vegan food enthusiast. Um, and she uses the handle toast and apples, one word. That said, I'm pretty sure she goes by the name Julia now and uses a different last name, but I have yet to figure out what that is. And it's an M, right? Wasn't it her, based
0: on a monogram?
1: Yes, Um, she uses the initials J-E-M, so. Or maybe she's just Gem. I know. Maybe God. she's truly outrageous. I loved that show so much as a child, you have no idea. Um, but the other thing too is that Julia has had some work done and I'm not gonna lie, she looks pretty good.
0: <laughs> she does look good. And we, both of us were having like a hard time trying to discern if it was actually her. But mm-hmm. there is a picture of her. Was it a tanning bed? Maybe. I can't remember. There was a picture of her and she's either like in a tanning bed or it was a reflection or something. And you can definitely see her old face. Yeah. And I was like, this is Jules a thousand percent. Like, this is her. It's her. Yeah,
1: No, it definitely is. And there's is. not a lot of pictures of her period
0: on the Instagram. It's mostly just food and like fabulous locations.
1: Yeah. Um. It'll also like, if you think that she in any way got any sort of comeuppance, no
0: none none no. whatsoever yeah she, karma is dead
1: yeah she looks great she got a good nose job and she travels the world posting pictures of food
0: in so. beautiful places yeah i gorgeous and I'm sure gorgeous places
1: gorgeous hotels yeah. um paris so little,
0: bali like it's uh,
1: she spends a lot of time in spain mm-hmm. and i was wondering if maybe she has like a spanish boyfriend or something but I I scrolled through like all the pictures where she's tagged too. And I couldn't, I couldn't find any record of that. But yeah, no, she's kind of thriving.
0: Yeah, sadly she is.
1: Yeah. Although no one posts their true self on social
0: media. I refuse to believe that at her core, she's not still a vicious monster person. Um, And I'm going to go with it. She's actually probably not that happy in real life. She seemed a little lonely, actually. Yeah. Well, who'd want to be around her?
1: Right. I mean, there's a reason you're only posting pictures of your lattes and your plates of food and not people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but we did find her. And, you know, thanks to a listener who reached out and started that journey for us. Yes, gotta- thank you so much,
0: because we never would have done it like otherwise. And I'm an idiot to not have done more Reddit deep diving on this show in the beginning.
1: We... I mean, I think that's my major takeaway from high society and our listener is that I need to start really trolling through Reddit when I do research too.
0: <sighs> yeah. Reddit's a beautiful place.
1: It's, I mean, you think Wikipedia can suck you into a hole? Reddit can.
0: Oh, take, way worse. Take way you worse. Take yeah. you down for days. Take you down
1: for days. My husband and I always have this habit, like after we watch a show or a movie or something like that. Like when we look at each other, we're both reading Wikipedia or IMDb or like, it always sends us down, like we want to learn about something or where did this actor grow up? You know, like it just always starts something. So I can't imagine if I take reality TV to Reddit, I might never come up for air. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I don't get a lot of sleep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and in other just sort of house cleaning, other reality show news, um, it came out in the past few weeks that Brody Jenner is going to be a father.
0: Yes. Oh, and thank you, Heather. When I was checking the Twitter today, she did send us that alert. So thank you very much, Heather.
1: Um, and I will say I was reading about Brody's fiance again, probably late at night when I wasn't sleeping. And she is a young professional surfer. And I'm sort of into that for him. I get it. That a hundred percent tracks. Yeah, like she's a great surfer. She drives a truck, she's very pretty, you know. It's it she all a tracks.
0: nightmare anti-vaxxing Trump QAnon psychopath too, like he is.
1: I don't know. I didn't I didn't investigate that part, but she is very young. She's like twenty three or twenty four. Whoa! That, yeah, that tracks too.
0: Well, I mean, it does, but that's I'm sorry, that's gross. Well,
1: because he's thirty nine, almost forty, probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. At least oh, I was. On. I, I was like.
1: I was very excited when I was like reading about her, and I was like, "Oh, I like that for Brody." And then when I saw the age difference, I was kind of like, Neh.
0: He's thirty nine.
1: Yeah, I thought, yeah.
0: No, oh, I mean 16 years. It's not great, but it's not as bad as I thought. For some reason I thought he was a little over 40. I mean, still. Bleh. Um, do you but think the... I was actually not Come going on, to say that loud?
1: On 23 though. Like there's... I
0: yeah, I know. I know. It's not good. It's not good. It's not um, the
1: 16 years. It's like the phases of life, like 23 and 39. Like I know that men technically don't mature like women or that's the old that's what everybody always says, but like It's not insignificant.
0: I mean, that's it's. You're right, because if she was thirty and forty, he was forty six. I would be much. I'd be like, whatever, that's fine. But yeah, twenty three and thirty nine is a lot. Yeah. Um. I wonder. Do you think because of his like whack job views, do you think it's made him and his dad closer?
1: Because I feel like Caitlyn
0: feels the same way. So maybe that he, like, he and Caitlyn now have something. I don't know about.
1: Hadn't Brody turned on Caitlyn a while ago though? Because Caitlyn always sort of like didn't pay attention to him and Brandon.
0: Yeah, but I feel like now that Caitlin doesn't have, I mean, I don't think, well, I think Kylie and Kendall still talk to her, but um, I don't know. I thought, I, I'm sure that they're, I'm sh- I would have a feeling the only one of his children whose political views align with his would be Brody.
1: The funny thing is, is that I don't know that Brody is like full on conservative and or QAnon, but I think he's just like a weird anti vaxer and he's sort of like. Oh, I thought
0: he was Trumpy too, no?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think the, the thing that you and I got upset about is that he was like putting down scientists and sort of saying that, like, just because scientists tell you doesn't mean it's necessary. Like, I think it was more meant in like this weird California crunchy, like you don't need the vaccines. Like the body knows what to do. I don't remember him being Trumpy, but maybe I'm misremembering. I, I
0: very well also may be projecting that on him because yeah. my automatic assumption is that people who are anti-vaxxers are that way. So, but you're right. He's probably more of like a Joe Rogan-y. Idiot. Yes.
1: I think I think it came out sort of like, your body's yours. Don't let the man tell you what to do. And you and I were kind of like, um, science is winning by the way. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but either yeah. way, he's having a baby. I wonder how
0: um, ex Caitlin
1: well
0: I mean, she's, I mean, she's she's I she's pop. I, well i know that i know that she's really happy but also if i was married to someone and my marriage broke up because one of us didn't want to have children like i would be very devastated if not long after they ended up being like all right i'll have a baby with you with somebody else
1: i don't know though because she seems so much happier with chris than she was with brody anyway a hundred percent,
0: but I still feel like there's got to be a little pang. A little, like, something back there. Like, fuck you, dude. Not, maybe not regret, but, like, pissed. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, you wouldn't do this for me, but apparently you'll do this for this 23-year-old surfer chick. Like, what the yeah, fuck?
1: pretty much, yeah. Although, Linda Thompson continues to be, like, the greatest Instagram delight. If everybody's not following her, she is just nothing but supportive in anybody's comments. She yeah. still posts on Caitlyn's, um, Brody's ex- like, when Caitlin posts a picture of her and Chris and, like, their baby, Linda's like, you are so lovely, your family's gorgeous. Like, Linda's just nothing but sweet. And she will never give up being Elvis's girlfriend, ever.
0: <laughs> well, and I'm here for that.
1: I'm absolutely well, here for that. She still posts so much Elvis content, but I like it. I think she's allowed. Well, I mean, look who else she's been with. Wouldn't you be posting Elvis content?
0: Like, I don't want to fucking, I wouldn't want to own Caitlyn Jenner. I also wouldn't want to own, um, what's his face?
1: Yeah, David Foster. For yeah, me. gross. Like if speaking if those of, were the three. Speaking of Trumpy, I, yeah. Yeah, if
0: if those were the three or, people I had married and/or
1: dated, Elvis, top of the list, all the way, baby. Like till the day I die. Yeah, good point. I'm surprised she doesn't have like a hot man now. But maybe she doesn't care.
0: Maybe I she doesn't. Her she
1: doesn't seem to care, and that actually makes me think she's pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm still surprised. Like she's she's beautiful. Yeah, 100. No, percent Yeah, and she's just like such a sweet like. Malibu gorgeous woman. I don't know. I feel like she's supposed to have like a hot millionaire husband. But I like that her... she doesn't need one. It's true. It's true. She doesn't. And she's happy with her grandbabies. She says it all the time.
0: And who knows what she's doing with herself at night with like giant Elvis Barbie dolls. They could be going all <laughs> kinds of places in her body.
1: She probably like <laughs> sleeps in like a pile of his old jumpsuits or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how um Priscilla I know. Feels about her. Oh, she must hate her. Come on. Right? She must. Although, is Linda Thompson that much on Priscilla's radar at this stage in life?
0: Uh, Probably not. But also, if I was the wife... I mean, I know they'd been divorced by then. But, like, if I was the wife and had kids with him and whatever, and his one-time girlfriend was kind of claiming ownership over him
1: now these days, I'd be pissed. Yeah, totally. But... I don't know, Priscilla's just got more important things to do.
0: Like inject cement into her face.
1: Yeah. Dude, she looks younger than Lisa Marie and it throws me every time.
0: Oh, does she look good again?
1: Uh, no, I didn't say that. But she Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when I see a picture of them together, I'm always confused by who's who for like a split second. Because I honestly
0: haven't really seen that many pictures of her since her um the the cement face debacle thing happened.
1: Fillers are a slippery slope.
0: Well, especially when you're getting them done by a non-doctor in someone's house.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, one last bit of house cleaning was that we had one of our Instagram followers, Julia, reach out to us and add another one season show to our list. So we have added Russian dolls to our long list of shows to cover. Um, So thank you for that, Julia. Yes, thank you. I
0: looked it up. It looks good.
1: It does look good. And we should announce what we're doing next now that we're finishing High Society.
0: We are, and I am very excited about it. Um, Mayor, let me pick, since my birthday is coming up Woo! soon-ish. Um, we are going to be doing a Saddle Ranch.
1: It's been on the list for a long time. I'm excited, too.
0: For a long time. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think anyone can watch along with us unless they bother buying it on Amazon, which is what we're doing. Um, there may be clips on YouTube. But for those of you who watched it originally, it was basically like a Vanderpumpy ish show filmed at the Saddle Ranch, like, hip cowboy bar in LA, and it is hilarious, and I'm very excited about it.
1: Yeah, I'm into it, too, and we decided to buy a show this time because we suffered through high society, like, in no age, opposite of HD on YouTube. Well,
0: I mean, thank the Lord for Guy (laughs) Douglas, who put them all on YouTube, because otherwise there would be no, I mean, you can't buy it. There'd be no way for us to watch it, so he is, you know our Lord and Savior. But, um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to covering a show where I can actually see what's going on instead of just seeing colorful blurs on my screen.
1: Yeah. And I can take screenshots again and like, you know, all that fun stuff,
0: all the good stuff.
1: Yeah. So So speaking of that,
0: should we dive in? Should we actually talk
1: about the show we're covering? Yes, I think so. Episode eight, Last Call.
0: Last, which aired on April 28th, 2010.
1: Oh my god! Um, so there was this interesting thing at the end of last episode, episode seven, and the intro of this episode, where suddenly we have this weird, like, movie phone, like, narrator. I took so
0: many notes about just I was dying.
1: Who like who is this voice? Why did they add this at the end? And this feels this episode sort of felt like their hail mary of trying very hard to get a season two. It's just. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously. I almost
0: wonder. Do you think that when the air episodes? Well, no, actually, they didn't air back to back because I have the dates, so never mind. I was going to say, I wonder if they aired back to back, and that's why they both had voiceovers, but they didn't. So, yeah, it makes no sense.
1: It's just so weird, and the voice is very much like an action movie trailer. It's like this season had makeups, breakups, and cat fights. It's just uh, so
0: weird. Oh no, my favorite. and I wrote it down was a Park Avenue princess in turmoil, trying to rebuild but battered by a new rival
1: was that supposed to be devora devora yeah oh, okay sure <laughs> well anyway so we start the episode and it is where we left off last episode it is monday night, monday night. <laughs> yep and we are at the guest of a guest party and tinsley is on her way to confront devora for talking shit about her in new york magazine Um, and Tinsley says she's a stronger person now and she's ready to stand up for herself. And so she follows Devorah into a private room and makes her move. And Devorah immediately gets up and sort of says like, no, I'll talk one-on-one because Tinsley has Dabney with her. And Tinsley says, no, like when you go to the press and talk about me, you're kind of publicly declaring war and like, you know, she has Dabney and Alex with her oh alex is a little feisty yeah as we've seen um so then they just kind of have this back and forth about whether or not they were really friends and tinsley points out that if we were friends you wouldn't have gone to the press about me and then tinsley sort of says just because they did a photo shoot in your magazine doesn't mean we're friends
0: well and this reminds me i forgot that i when i was watching i did a little like googling and i came across this article um, about the show, and about that and Tinsley said this, or I, um unfortunately, the production took a turn that I did not see coming. Hoping to add some very char- varied characters to the show, some people were cast as my, in quotation, friends whom I did not know. They, in turn were enjoying their moment in the spotlight and tried to convey my life as something that really involved them when it did not. This was difficult for me, since suddenly my life was not my own and being portrayed as something that it was not. And then underneath it, it says the series also counted socialites, Devorah Rose and Paul Johnson Calderon among its cast. Oh, so I'm wondering if that's also claiming that she and Paul will never friends. And then I thought this was also very interesting. A source told the paper Tinsley was told she would have some editorial control, but she was horrified to find out she had none and was being put in situations where people were manipulated to act in a certain way. She wasn't happy with the way it came out. Mortimer, her mother, Dale, and sister Daphne had complained over the way they were portrayed in the show's first season.
1: Interesting. I thought Dale came off pretty good. I did too. And, (laughs) you know,
0: honestly, like, despite all of that in this episode, I'm like, oh, I get why they had D'Vorah on the show now. Yeah. Because I was so confused. I'm like, why are you letting this woman trash you? And I'm like, oh, so you can take her down horribly in the final episode.
1: Well, and it helps Tinsley bond with her mother. Yeah. Yeah um so then of course like tinsley nearly cries when she's standing up for herself which is a little sad and then says like we'll never be friends now it's like okay
0: but we all also know that's tinsley's thing in same thing on housewives like she would stand up for herself while weeping it was very like pathetic
1: yeah and then somehow they end up outside I will, let me own this first scene. I watched this sort of while I was finishing my work day and multitasking. So my notes might not be the best apologies, but they end up outside.
0: Well, but before they end up outside, we get the talking head of Dale calling Devorah a pinata because um, everyone was taking hits at her and with such yes. great glee on her face. Yes. Um, And then Paul, before they go outside, somehow yells at Devora, and then In the only part she's shown in the episode, sees Jules and yells at her for a hot minute, too.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I have the street first, but Dvorah says something to the effect of, like, I see you. And Alex says back, no one gives a shit what you see. It's fair. And then Paul joins in and starts yelling. And then he says like, oh, there's another bitch over there that I don't like. And he's like talking about Jules. And then he says, I wish I had a vagina. I'd kill all these bitches. And then Paul loses Tommy baby. That's his new nickname is Tommy baby. (laughs) And Paul is like a little cyclone in this scene. Like he's wasted. He's running around. He's starting to yell things. And Tommy leaves. Well,
0: and I would have too. Like he's treating Tommy like a purse or a coat or like, here, I'm just going to go put you in the corner while I run around to be fabulous. And then I'm going to come back and pick you up when I deem necessary.
1: Yes. But I also like that Tommy leaves without saying goodbye. Yeah, 100%. And and then Paul's outside and he says he's really upset about this and that he has hardcore feelings and he's falling in love um, to Tommy over the phone. And Tommy says, I need some time to think. And then Paul says that he's lost one of the greatest guys he ever met. But then once he goes back inside things take a different turn. <laughs> um so Paul is helping Tinsley and Alex and Dabney get into a cab and somebody says we should go to the boom boom room. Paul. Oh. Okay. Well, that's what my friend and I <laughs> friends and I called the club in our hometown. Which was actually the basement of a steakhouse that, like, on weekend nights was, like, a club. And that's what we called it.
0: Well, I dragged my sister, when we were in Rome, around the corner from our hotel, was a strip club called the Chicka Chicka Boom Boom Room. Yeah. And made her go there with me at 4 a.m. Yeah. It was Um, amazing.
1: Was there actually a place called Boom Boom Room in New York? I think so. Okay. I could be wrong about that. Well, because that's not where they go. So then I was, like... Maybe he just was being funny and using that term for a club, but I don't know.
0: Let's see. Let's the boom boom room, boom room. Yeah, it's in the Standard Hotel.
1: Mm. Okay. Well, that's not where they go. Yeah, the boom um, boom
0: room on the 18th floor of the Standard Hotel with spectacular views of the Hudson and the High Line. The boom okay. boom room is even better when you're looking in.
1: Okay. Um. But also, the girls say they're going home. Like, Tinsley's tired from her, you know, defending herself or whatever, yeah.
0: her like three sentences, she said to Devorah really wore her the fuck out,
1: <laughs> yeah, this was so traumatic. So Paul ends up at this place called the Ritz in Hell's Kitchen,
0: which is a gay bar, still in existence. I had never heard of it before today, and okay. I've never been there. So, but it's still in existence. It's still there,
1: okay. So Paul says he's genuinely hurt, but that he also has a zero tolerance policy for dudes hurting his feelings. So he's gonna look for the hottest guy he can find.
0: Um, This was one of my favorite scenes ever because we get the (laughs) scene of Paul, I guess on their patio, like the back patio of the bar, talking to someone who I actually thought was very attractive. And he's like, I think you're really cute. And like goes in for a kiss and the guy full on turns his face 100% away. It was amazing.
1: It was it was rough. I actually didn't think this guy was that cute, Um, but whatever. So then Paul's like, oh, wow, I didn't get a kiss. And then he says he never goes to gay clubs.
0: Which... I believe that. Okay. I do believe that. Because he can act the way he acts in a straight club and people are like, oh, it's like, especially women will be like, oh, it's the wacky bitchy gay guy. But if he tries to pull this same shit with a bunch of other gay people, they're going to be like, fuck you, you troll. Like, I don't want to hear your dumb mouth. Like, it's not like when he's in a straight club, he can perform and be the center of attention and be the only gay person there. I, I, I 100% get why he doesn't go to gay clubs and yeah. I believe it.
1: Yeah, okay, by the way, that new sound, my dog woke up from her nap and she's chomping. So your <laughs> your washing machine's done and now, you know. Oh, I'm dog. glad we're taking turns. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: well, sorry guys, better than barking or, you know, bugging me. So then, Paul goes back inside and I was confused at first because when you see him leave with somebody, the guy is also wearing a baseball cap, but it's a different dude. It's a different, 100% guy.
0: different guy. Yeah, He picks up a rando and hops in a cab and heads home. Well, he says he heads home later on when we talk about the guest of the guest article. I have done a very deep dive into all of this and I have a lot to say, but we'll wait for later for that.
1: Okay. Um, and I couldn't really see the guy's face that well, the one that he he got in the cab with. Um, but he says like, come hang out with me. And then we see them making out in the cab. So,
0: and, and that's not.
1: That. Yeah. So then we get a preview in this episode too, before the, like before the commercial, I guess, but I don't think we need to discuss that because I think it's just going to spoil things ahead.
0: Yeah. I think so we skip
1: that. it is Tuesday and Tinsley is doing a photo shoot for her handbag campaign and she really wants to make the photos look more edgy and change it up. So the photographers encourage her to do a picture without makeup. And she says she feels very vulnerable without makeup. And I thought it was interesting, if only because it has nothing to do with the handbags. It's just of her face.
0: Yeah, but I will say this, I thought she looked beautiful.
1: Me too. I actually I thought thought it looked absolutely beautiful. My note says she looks stunning. How does this advertise handbags?
0: Yeah. I mean, she, they, they wet her hair. So there was no hair either. They made her look like she just come out of the shower. She's in a towel, but yeah. yes, I did not see a single handbag in the room. I no. did not see a single handbag in the wings waiting to be photographed. There were no handbags anywhere. So yeah, I'm as confused as you are how it's advertising her handbag line, but sure.
1: Well, and it, it just, like, it looked like a beauty photo shoot. Like, if Tinsley had told me she was launching, like, a moisturizer, that's what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she said that growing up, her mom always made sure everything was perfect and that it was a lot of pressure. It's like, yeah, we know that about you. So then we go to Teeterboro Airport. <laughs> I'm and sorry, but
0: I thought this was really funny.
1: It's really good. But sadly, we are not picking up Dale's date for the second time. No. But we are seeing Devorah being denied boarding a private jet because she used the wrong name. Yeah, <laughs> um, she
0: used her fake name and it does not match the name on her passport, obviously. So
1: or I'm so she's going to the US Virgin Islands, we learned. So I don't think she needs a passport. Although maybe just boarding a private jet, you do need a passport. I wouldn't know. Um, she's going to the Virgin Islands to shoot the campaign for. Danela, or whatever it's called.
0: Oh, well, then I guess just her ID didn't yeah. match. The the yeah. log that she gave to the, the private chat person.
1: Yes. So they sort of detain her at this airport, and Danela herself is kind of pissed, because they're now three hours delayed, and she said it cost her $45,000.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, like, she didn't seem as upset with Devorah as she should have been. Correct. I feel like she should have been way more pissed. And also, why does it take three hours to fix, like, I divorced. just like, oh, like, that's the name I use. Here's my real name. Here's my ID. Put me on the plane.
1: So we learn later in the episode, apparently she didn't want to give her real name. According to what comes out later. So I don't know whether they sort of said, like, hey, this doesn't match. Do you have a form of identification? And she was just trying to play it cool and say, like, oh, no, no, you can't see that. I have no idea. But, that but is for such... three hours? Right. I'm sorry. All... If
0: I was the bikini designer, I would be like, fuck off. Like, you tell them your real name right now or you're not coming.
1: Yeah, correct. And also, the woman is, her body looks identical to Devora's. Why can't she model it herself? I don't know. Yeah. I would also be like, you delayed us by this much. You owe me that much. Well, I'm sure she's using Devora's body because
0: Devora was like, oh, I can get you tons of coverage on this reality show that I'm on.
1: Probably. Maybe that's worth $45,000 to a designer. Because we've
0: from. now, like, how many episodes have we talked? This is the second episode that we talked about this bathing suit line. So. That's true. I mean, that's an hour's worth of free advertising on TV total.
1: Yeah, that's true. But then Dvorah just acts like it's no big deal. And then she says, like, getting on a private jet to St. Croix is a dream come true. It's like, girl, you almost didn't make it out of New Jersey.
0: Well, I also thought it was weird when she like threw herself on the ground and was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to the pilot or customs official or whoever the fuck it was. Yeah. I'm like, all you had to do is give me a real name, you dumb bitch.
1: Right. And like, are you so grateful because that guy let you go without looking it up? Like, I don't, I don't get it. It was so strange.
0: And I also don't think, I mean, it doesn't jive with what she says later about what she wants for her life. But right, lots of people use, I mean, we ourselves know a our restaurateur who does not use his real name. Lots of people... Sebastian. Lots of people.
1: <laughs> um, I actually didn't know that.
0: <laughs> you didn't know that. His no. real name is Jonathan.
1: No, I didn't know that at all. That's why I didn't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, no, his real name is Jonathan Paul. Yeah, so oh. he pulls Sebastian out of thin air.
1: Oh, okay. Nope, didn't know that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, but so I that's mean, what my there note says. a lot says of people that do that. Also, private jet companies like they have they deal with celebrities who don't use their real names all the time. I know. It's the whole thing is ridiculous. Um, and I wonder, we know from her snob story that she's very sensitive about her birth date. And so I wonder if she like, wouldn't provide real identification. Like I wonder if she just threw a tantrum.
0: Well, but the funny thing, I mean, well, again, All of this is nonsensical, so it's hard to make sense of it. But the only person who would be seeing her birth date would be, like, the pilot or, like, whoever deals with the log. It's not even, like, anyone else riding on the plane with her would be seeing it. So what do you care?
1: Right. No, I know. I just, I thought it was so weird. And her attachment to, like, shaving a few years off her birthday is just so stupid to me. I can't. So stupid. It's so stupid. We are how old we are. Okay, I'm ignoring what's going on in my house. This is good. This is gonna so, be a problem.
0: So now we're at Wednesday,
1: yeah. Um, and there's some more voiceover, but I think it's Tinsley. And she says, The thing about society is that you can go to bed on top and then wake up on the bottom, talking about Devorah. And I do
0: have a little bit of interesting dish about this. So okay. they're at what is it, the Genesee Spa, which no longer exists, it's permanently closed. And it's Paul and his friend Amanda Lee Dunn. Oh, I know who she is. Okay, good. Because I was going to say she was on The Real L Word.
1: Oh, she sure was. And she was like 20 pounds lighter on The Real L Word, too.
0: Yeah. Well, which was right after this. Like, it was that was 2010 to 2012. It's weird that she'd even be in New York because like that. So I wonder if she like flew out to L.A. just to be on the show.
1: No, in the show, the whole premise is that she moves from Brooklyn to L.A.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right. I forgot. Oh
1: my god, I love the real L word. It was
0: so good, dude.
1: They are all savage on that show. It is. Yeah. I've rewatched it in pandemic. It is fantastic.
0: It's multiple seasons, though, right? Oh yeah, it's two seasons, so it's we three. can't cover it. The it's three. three. But it's super yeah. good. All of you should watch it. But I got a little excited seeing her. So oh me
1: too. I recognized her voice first. I didn't recognize her because she got very thin when she was on showtime. Yeah. She's still she's very pretty either way, but like she got very thin before she was on um the Royal uh, So I Award. feel like it fully tracks that she and Paul are friends. Yes. Yeah. Um but anyway. So that's exciting. He's at the spa and so he's laughing about, you know, um this fake name. They're like, uh, who uses a fake name? So many people that you yeah. know probably use fake names." And the only point that Paul made that is actually fair says, "Well, according to Devorah, she jet sets so much, she should know." Yeah, no, he was 100% right about that. He was. I was a little mad about it, but he was. And just, um, I love that it broke on Gawker, too. I know. Well, and he says, everyone knows she's a fake now. Then we go back to St. Croix, and Devorah is modeling for the photographer Nicholas Rootson. And she says she's modeling the 210 line. And I wondered if she meant the 2010 line. Oh, yeah, she must have. Like, what, what is 210? What is that? What's that? I don't know. Um, and, like, it's just her in a bikini and, like, standing in the surf. And then all of a sudden she's on a seaplane. And then she finds out that she was in page six for this Teeterboro Airport fiasco. And they called her a wannabe socialite.
0: And this is where I get, like, really fucking confused because... She oh, I guess it's later that she goes off about it. It's but fine. We Let's can just talk, talk about, about it. it now. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I don't want to be a socialite. What are they talking? I'm like, what the fuck? I feel like in the course of this show, we've heard her refer to herself as a socialite. Like, she runs a socialite magazine. It her whole entire persona is invested in this like social life that she's living. And now you don't want to be a socialite. Like, what the fuck, Deborah? And also, you think that you can talk shit about people left down and sideways and she's like everyone's making things up about me how can they do
1: that and i'm like "Fuck off also her crying seemed hella fake to me my husband walked by as i was watching it and he was like that crying looks painful i was like yeah she can't really do it very well no um she she's distraught like clearly she did not think this would come out and i think i'm wondering if this was the first exposure of her real name probably yeah because she she takes it pretty hard yeah, And she's like, I'm not, I, I only want to be myself. It's like, really? I and I think know. it's
0: really funny that when it's being discussed in the Virgin Islands, the even the designer won't say her real last name, but later we find it out. We find it all out. But you already did when you did her deep dive. Song.
1: Right. Well, and so Devorah says two things that I find really interesting and someone who works in press and who just sold Tinsley out to the press, no less says people will twist anything in my life to make it look horrible and why is it so hard for people to be nice
0: exactly for... like fuck you bitch like you have been in yeah. tinsley in any publication that will listen
1: also like you know headlines devora supposedly you don't think that's a headline you would print that if it were about someone else yeah a hundred percent i know it made me mad to really turn on devora hard but whatever yeah I'm um, with you. So then while this is happening, you know, they're cutting back to back to try and make the episode seem more exciting. But now Paul is at Lilibeth getting his eyebrows done, but he's still with Amanda.
0: And Lilibeths are closed. I checked. No longer exists. It's in you. New York anyway. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I won't go there for my eyebrows then. Um, and so then he's looking at his phone, he's like, Oh my god, this is horrible. What the fuck? And he finds out that the guy he made out with and or took home was a porn star. And it is, is it on Guest of a Guest? Yes, it's on Guest of a Guest. And they got photos of him making out with him in the cab.
0: Okay, so here's what he left out. And this is where I did a really big deep dive. I've got the name of the porn star. I got everything.
1: Bless you. Um, So
0: what he left out and what they didn't say on the show, when even when she's reading the article to him, is in the article, it says that they went to some like, I, I it's weird. They called it like a pay by night. They didn't say a hotel, but basically like a no tell motel. And okay. that they spent the night, and he was seen leaving the next morning. That's right. So this was not just like a little like making out in a cab. um Okay, so the porn star's name is um he goes by Ben Andrew. His name is Ben Andrews. His other name is Aiden Scott. So he. Could, went by both of them when he was doing porn but mainly ben andrews he was active in the porn world from 2006 to 2011 okay. um the last movie he ever made was called Cum guzzlers um <laughs> my my favorite title of any of his movies though however was cock stalkers oh like you're stalking cock um he uh, he has a giant penis. You can see lots of pictures. Not that I mean, his face was fine, like nothing to write home about. Um, but he has okay. been inactive from porn for more than ten years. But I did a little deep dive into him. So
1: no, thank you for that because it proves later that Paul is so full of shit,
0: hundred percent full of not shit, like yeah.
1: not like we didn't know that, but now we really know. So as he's talk like talking to Amanda while getting his eyebrows done, you know, he says that like. There's no turning back now with him and Tommy. And Paul didn't know he was a porn star. And now he has to call Tommy. And he says it was fun to be in a relationship for five minutes. And good thing I have a pocket full of Xanax.
0: I also, I love the pocket full of Xanax quote. Um, I also refuse to believe that Paul doesn't know because I guarantee you the first question he asks anyone is what do you do?
1: Yeah, maybe. Do you think he does that even when he's that lit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I guarantee you he loved it. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, a that's... porn star wants me. Like, I'm sure that
1: was like a lot of the appeal.
0: Yeah. And I wouldn't be completely shocked if he didn't pay him.
1: Oh, me either. No, me either. He was all upset about Tommy and like feeling himself and oh, totally. Yeah. Um, like Yeah. So he, he's just like so annoyed that basically he's annoyed that he has to deal with something else with Tommy. It's like, yeah, welcome to relationships, boo. <laughs> you gotta talk it all out. Um, and, well, then- and also you don't get
0: like, if you, first of all, not a relationship, they've known each other for five and a half minutes, if that.
1: I know, but he thinks he's in one.
0: Yeah. But also what kind of relationship are you in when the very first like kind of altercation you've had, you run right out to a gay bar and fuck someone else. Like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, I know this is whatever.
1: I know. So while this is going on, they also sort of spliced in scenes of um, Tinsley, Dabney and Dale at Lady Mendel's having tea, but tea is apparently just champagne.
0: And it's still (laughs) open to this day.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I don't have much to say about the scene other than, you know, the Mercer girls are just loving themselves. They've come together, you know, Dale cries and says that, you know, she's the luckiest girl in the world because of her daughters and... You know, they cheers to one another. And in my favorite scene of the episode, <laughs> Paul meets Tommy in Central Park. Well, and first,
0: I think that we should talk about how incredibly gleeful and joyous Dale was over Devorah's downfall.
1: Oh, I, I so I didn't really watch the scene that much with Dale and the girls because I was bored. Okay,
0: so it actually was kind of good. So okay. they're, at, they are there, you know, they're cheersing each other and the whole time they're just talking about like, you know, you get what you, and so you reap what you sow. And like Devorah brought this on herself and like, uh, and basically, Oh, poor Devorah. <laughs> I mean, it's, Dale is getting the most enjoyment out of Devorah's downfall, but all of them are enjoying it a lot.
1: Right. Well, and like, I agree that that would be very satisfying given what Devorah had said about Tinsley, but it's not like she's an Anna Delvey-like character. It's not like she's a complete fraud. She's more of a fraud, I guess. Um, but anyway, yeah, classic. So Paul is waiting for Tommy in Central Park and he says that he's super sick to his stomach, but he needs to explain his side of the story. The whole thing got blown out of proportion. There's photographic evidence, Paul. Yep what got blown out of proportion
0: also my favorite is too what is i think it was in his talking head where he's like and tommy shut up and like his eyes are red he'd obviously be crying I'm like no they weren't like even with my shitty like quality youtube video his eyes look crystal clear to me he
1: says there's red in his eyes he must be furious it's like yeah. mm. um so then paul immediately jumps in and says he doesn't know what to say but you left me tries to make it Tommy's fault from the jump. And Tommy actually should teach Tinsley how to stand up for herself because he's pretty good at it. He says, I thought I was your date. You were running around getting into drama alone, left me alone for 95% of the night. And then you end up making out with a porn star. What is that, Paul? And then he says, you know, I don't like cheating. And he says, every time I'm with you, there's drama. And Paul's like, well, I can't help it. It follows me around. And he says, you start it, Paul.
0: (laughs) Go, Tommy, go. But can we also talk about the fact that I think that Paul must have been fucking someone on the production crew? Because we need to talk about Tommy's title card.
1: I wrote it down, too, because we've never seen that before. And I found it. I I found it degrading. I didn't like it.
0: No, it was degrading. So for those of you who, you know, aren't watching and along with us and rely on us for these things, after they break up, um, they give Tommy a title card when he's standing there. And it says romance novel cover
1: model. So unfair. All his other title cards just said model. I know. and I mean, who cares what he's modeled? That's still accurate. But, you know,
0: great- it was like a takedown on their part. And I was like, oh, it was Paul fucking on this production crew that got them to do that.
1: Yeah. So then Tommy says that he's humiliated, which even if they weren't really dating, that would be kind of humiliating. And then Paul says, well, I was drunk. And he says, no, everything's a show to you. And I'm not going to keep doing this. It's not fair to me. And you just use me as a coat rack.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: um and then he says this is so ridiculous you introduced me to your fucking mom and you tricked me into thinking you liked me and then he says he's done get off me i'm done and he runs away and says he has no he has no interest in talking to paul ever again and then paul just gets into a cab and says well i guess i just can't date a nice normal guy
0: (laughs) you guess right yeah (laughs) because you don't you
1: don't you don't deserve them well and then
0: he calls his mother yeah and says literally calls her and is like i'm dealing with the porn. i've been implicated in a porn scandal and then
1: basically hangs out like what and then she says something like i hope you're taking care of yourself or something like that and he says that he's doing it all because he's lonely okay okay yeah doesn't make any sense
0: but he's the kind of lonely where he because he's such a narcissist um he literally just wants someone to sit there and listen to him like, yes. he's not truly lonely for companionship. He's lonely no. for someone to like just sit there and listen to him filibuster on for hours about himself and how fabulous he is and this and that and the other thing.
1: Correct. Yep. And then in the final scene, I, I guess, because I, the YouTube cut off very abruptly and the show felt like it ended out of nowhere. Um, So, in the final scene, it is Thursday, and Tinsley is going to Samantha Thavasa. Yes,
0: which is, I I think I've covered this a little bit, she went in to talk to them, but it is no longer in existence, it's closed forever.
1: Okay, and she's bringing her new spring and summer collection, and she's really proud of the bags. And she went through so much during her life when she created these bags, and so they're named after her friends and family members and castmates. So Which
0: I also don't believe for a hot second. And unfortunately you can't, like I've done a tons of Googling on Tinsley's bag line and you can't find anything about it. So, but I don't like, this is for the show. Those bags right. weren't named that.
1: Right. So then there's this small clutch bag and she says, and she named one Deborah Denise and it's the cheapest bag in the collection. And <laughs> I wrote down what a lame burn. Like yeah. who, who fucking cares? <laughs> um and then she ends the entire series by talking about how her heart is still with topper and she doesn't know what's next
0: yeah and but like you said it did abruptly cut off but i checked the time count and it was the theme as the others so i think that may just have been how it ended
1: yeah i mean it doesn't surprise me they didn't have much of another ending so no (laughs)
0: we
1: did it we did it we finished high
0: society i will say that i'm really sad that there wasn't like one last Jules blow up at the guest of the guest bar. like That's what I needed.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I could have seen Paul just like yell at her for no reason. Yeah. Um, but I am glad that we ended with someone yelling at Paul. Yeah. hundred percent. That, that felt satisfying. You know, I got something out of that, but Tinsley just, you know, being confused about Topper and selling like weird handbags. Like, I don't know. <laughs> not sure. How I feel about that, but I'm not surprised.
0: No, I'm not either. I wonder what Tins, like that was her last working endeavor, right? Other than being on TV. Like she wasn't even pretending to work
1: on the Housewives, right? I have no idea. I don't remember. I'm so far out of the Housewives game. I, I think so. Like I don't. Think yeah, she'd... I don't
0: remember her. I mean, I, other than appearing on the Big Apple Circus. I was I gonna remember.
1: say. <laughs> I almost said there was that circus thing, but I don't think that was paid.
0: Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't think that she even. I think this is her last foray into the work world. Yeah. Other nice than being time. on TV.
1: Yeah. Nice try. Well, that's that. That is that.
0: Um, and I hope. All of you are having an amazing new year. Sorry we're coming to you a little bit late, but I went out of town for New Year's weekend when we normally would have recorded. So um we will be actually recording again in less like a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And soon. we'll
1: we'll be coming back with Saddle Ranch.
0: Yes, can't wait. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode
0: of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. You can email us at franklymarebee at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareBee. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.